Everybody and welcome to a very special UK edition of Vegan Snack Attack. I just got off of the plane, essentially. I probably smell terrible, and I apologize to anybody who's around me. But I am very excited to be here in London at a restaurant called Tibbets with uh, Sean, who also goes by Fat Gay Vegan. Hey, Sean, how's it going? Hello, welcome to the UK. <laughs> Thank you very much. This is my first time here. This is I'm I'm very very excited, and I want to thank you for personally showing me around to some of the things around here and especially Tibbets. Uh, my pleasure. It's one of my favorite restaurants. Um, I recommend it to everyone who comes to the UK. And in other good news, you don't smell at all. Oh, that's really nice of you to say, whether it's true or not. Uh, but this is this place is really cool, and this is where you host a lot of your vegan drinks events, correct? Um, all of them, ever oh. since uh, the inception. Um, it's been going for almost a year now, but it's always on the third Thursday of the month, um, downstairs here in the very room we're sitting in, and we cram in over 100 vegans um, every month uh, for our drinks. And when did you start the vegan drinks? Uh, I think it's, I'm, I'm, I think maybe about nine or ten months ago, but coming up to a year. Yeah, I've been to one of the vegan drinks uh, in L.A. There's an L.A. vegan drinks, mm -hmm. which is so much fun. And you get to meet a lot of really cool people who, you know, everyone's like-minded and everyone's there to have a, have a drink and have a great time. So what made you decide to get it started over here? It's a bit of a long story, but I'll condense it for the sake of moving on to eating. Um, <laughs> uh, I was at Vida VeganCon uh, in Portland, the vegan blogging conference, uh, last year. Uh -huh. And I ran into a gentleman called Jason, who is one of the founders of uh, Super Vegan and the original vegan drinks. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, uh, you know him? I don't know him personally, but I think I know who you're talking about. Okay. And we had a chat, and he... Uh, we kind of know of each other anyway, and he had straight up asked me, why don't you do a, a, a London vegan drinks? And I was just like, I couldn't believe the minute he said that, that I hadn't done it already. Um, it was such a shock to me that, you know, I felt really stupid. Um, so, yeah, he really inspired me. He told me all about it. Um, I got in contact with him when I got back to the UK, and uh, he put me, uh, put our details up on the vegan drinks website where they list uh, all the vegan drinks uh, events around the world. Uh, I think it's vegandrinks.org. And uh, from there, we had 60 people to our first event. And after that, it's just grown. We're easily over 100 every time now, maybe about 120 last month. Uh, it's fantastic. That's so cool. So before you were doing that, were you just running a blog? Uh, as far as vegan events go, I've been running the London Vegan Potluck. Oh. Uh, I do that every month. It's the first Wednesday of every month, and that's been going for well over a year now. Where do you hold that one? It originally started in Brixton. Uh, there's a vegan cupcake bakery called Miss Cupcake in Brixton, and we used to hold it on their premises, but we got too big for there, and so we've moved to a private university hall. Uh, but, uh, it's in Holborn. It's very central, not far from where we are now. And maybe have about 50 to 60 people show up with um, homemade food every month, and that's a really amazing event. Well, that's really fantastic. So how did that one get started? Like, so wait, how long has that one been running? I think. Uh, probably coming up to a year and a half now. That's awesome. I, I think that... Prior to, like, a couple of years ago, it would have been probably a lot harder to organize vegan events. It, it seems like in the past couple of years, it's really been booming, and uh, everyone's been coming out of the woodwork. And maybe, maybe it's because of these vegan events that people are starting to take notice of the, these things going on. People might be bringing their friends who aren't vegan to some of the events and turning them, I don't know, or at least piquing their curiosity a little bit. Uh, do you find that the majority of the people at your events are vegan, or do you think that some of them are uh, maybe curious or just there with friends? Uh, we, it's definitely uh, more swayed towards vegans, but we get our fair share of the vegan curious. 
Uh, certainly more so at the drinks event. Uh, people bring friends or family members along who aren't vegan but are vegan sympathizers. <laughs> is that a term? It is now. Uh, well, I think that uh, the thing about drinks that a lot of people might be curious about is that whenever I tell people, like, oh, that beer or that wine isn't vegan, they're always asking me, wait, I didn't know that it couldn't be, or, you know, whatever. So. I, and this is something that I've talked about on the podcast before with Easton Glass and other kind of mm-hmm. finding agents. Um, do you want to, I don't know, if you could maybe explain a little bit in your own words uh, what makes a drink vegan or not vegan? Okay, well, one of the easiest ways to explain it, uh, because I'm not a brewer and I'm not technically minded, but when... Uh, beer or wine is produced and it's in a big vat or a big container there's lots of organic material floating around which would make it undesirable to drinkers you don't want bits in your in your wine or your beer i mean it's okay in orange juice but you don't want it in your alcohol so they need a way to get those bits out and what a lot of companies do is crush up organic matter usually uh animal products like bones uh, sturgeon belly you name it throw it on top it forms a gel or a layer sinks to the bottom and it takes all the organic material to the bottom and then they dr- drain the clean alcohol from the top you know i've i've known what's been used but i've never known that that's how that they they actually do it yeah so that's disgusting <laughs> very and you know what's good about having uh the london vegan drinks in a vegetarian restaurant is um and you would have noticed this before when i ordered the wine the bar staff really know what's vegan why it's vegan and if you ask for a vegan drink here they'll give it to you so um it's nice some bars you go into in london they don't know the difference and they look at you like you may be a little bit crazy um when you ask for a vegan drink (laughs) so you know it's, it's nice being around people that know and yeah, and, and we're very fortunate also to be living in a world where there are smartphones and you can go to websites like barnivore.com or there's some apps. I don't know if any of them are still in existence, but where you can look up certain, you know, breweries or, you know, vineyards and things like that to see who actually does vegan drinks. Um, but you make it easy on everybody by telling them to come here. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, no, but that's, that's great. So what kind of vegan drinks do you guys do? Or do the different events have different themes ever or is it just like let's get together and have a few drinks it's always just get together and drink uh depends what tibbets have on uh the bar that night there's usually um at least four or five bottles of wine that are labeled vegan they have vegan ciders uh several bottles vegan beers by the bottle they there's an amazing v completely vegan beer brewery in the uk called freedom and they have freedom on tap here yeah i saw the taps upstairs i was like oh And it's actually delicious and probably my favorite beer in the UK. And it's great that it's on tap where I host vegan drinks. And it probably had a lot to do with me approaching the venue. Well, that's really cool. And before we, because we have plates of food sitting in front of us right now that are not snack related. So uh, before we get to, we're going to, we're going to pause and eat those in a moment. But first I just want to hear Sean a little bit more about just your background and, and how you became aware of veganism and how it found its way into your life well i've been vegan for over 10 years now i am a school teacher by trade uh, so it's a bit of a weird mix being a vegan blogger and events organizer um, and a teacher but they surprisingly work well together and all the kids in my class know i'm vegan Uh, i let them know do they ask like a ton of questions all the time yeah, they're always saying, you know, why aren't your shoes made of leather and <laughs> all that sort of thing. Um, but children are very accepting to it. I'm, I'm always talking to them about uh, capturing animals in the playground and why they should put them back. <laughs> That's really cool. I was actually at uh, Golden Road Brew Pub, which I don't know if you've had a chance to, to check out because it's pretty new. I don't know if you've been to L.A. Uh, since it's open. But it's the same. It's Tony from Tony's Darts Away and from Mohawk Bend opened up a brew pub with golden road brewery and i was there what day is today technically i guess i was there i don't know all this flying but i was there yesterday to get some lunch and there was this little girl with her mom or nanny or something ordering food and the girl was like is that vegan is that vegan everything that we ordered that's all vegan right and i was just very impressed and i don't know how kids are learning about it all the time but it's 
making me really happy that kids are learning about it because I certainly had no idea what a vegan was when I was, I don't know, eight years old or however old she was. So it's pretty impressive, and I think that the earlier on that they can become aware of what it is, the the better it would be, you know, because should they decide that that's a, a, what's right for them, then maybe they'll figure it out sooner rather than later or never at all. And I think children are just increasingly, increasingly exposed to the word vegan, even if they're not 100% sure of what it means. It's all through the mainstream press now. You hear it even on children's programs, current affairs shows. Talk Do you shows. really? Yeah, all the time. And, I mean, you only have to look at how every other day there's a celebrity. Um, if children or teenagers are reading, like, gossip magazines and, you know, trashy magazines, they're going to see the word a lot. Uh, in the newspaper, on the news, politicians going vegan. I mean, we have three vegan MPs in the UK, members of parliament. Mm -hmm. Yep, so uh, it, it's out there and it's becoming more prevalent, the word even, even if they don't understand the, the deeper meaning. So why did you, so over 10 years ago, why did you first become vegan? I was vegetarian for quite a few years before that and so was my partner. And um, it's a funny story, but I was having an argument with my sister one day, and she said, well, if you're this big holier-than-thou vegetarian, why do you drink wine if you know it's made with animal products? And I had no comeback, and I felt very guilty, and the next day I decided to go, okay, well, I really need to stand by my principles if I care about animals and... Um, you know, if it's an ethical choice, which it is, I need to really think about everything I do. And from then I stopped wearing leather, I stopped drinking alcohol that I couldn't um, confirm was vegan, uh, all my household products, uh, not tested on animals, no animal ingredients, and I really went the, the whole way. And I, I do my best. I'm not uh, completely vegan because I fly in airplanes and birds get sucked into engines. Right, I mean, everybody has to draw their line somewhere yeah. or else you're just going to go crazy. <laughs> and also, you know, there's, there's even issues now that come to light 10 years I'd never thought about, like the issue of palm oil and mm -hmm. the destruction that does to the environment and how it displaces animals and animals are killed. Um, I wouldn't have thought about that 10 years ago. I probably didn't even know that palm oil was an ingredient in food 10 years ago. So... You know, it, being vegan is being aware and constantly evolving when you're ready to and, and you know the information. Absolutely. And you've never gotten into an argument with your sister since, right? Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe a few times. <laughs> but certainly not having to do with uh, your conscious decisions about life, right? Uh, no, no, no. We still argue about the bigger picture. <laughs> oh, okay. Is, is your sister vegan? No. No, I have three sisters. None of them are vegan. They are, uh, two are close to vegan, but they're more um, whatever they can get their hands on, they'll eat kind of thing. <laughs> got it, got it. <laughs> and the other one is a fierce meat eater. So. Fierce. Fierce. Yikes. Uh, well, I think that we need to start eating this food or else it's just going to go bad and okay. it'll be a big waste but uh we're gonna we're gonna be back in in a, in a moment in podcast time but uh why don't we cheers yes and uh we'll be back shortly Okay, we are back. We have just eaten a wonderful meal and had a very nice conversation about blogs because <laughs> um, Sean is also a blogger. Is it fatgayvegan.com? That's right. So you should check that out. And is it a, primarily about just like the London vegan scene? Mostly, but I also travel around the UK quite a bit. So there are restaurant reviews from up and down the UK. I've reviewed restaurants um, in the US, New York, LA, also in Spain. So if people are looking for uh, a restaurant anywhere in the world or a product, yeah, they could go on and have a search. There might be something there. One quick question before we get to some snacks. Yes. What's your all-time favorite place? All-time favorite place. For vegan food, it is Los Angeles. For just the vibe and the culture, it's Mexico City. And um, I don't know, for nightlife, like bars and stuff, probably Manchester in the UK. So if you have a Concorde jet, you can have an amazing weekend. I want an apartment in every city I just mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we get to some snacks here? I see you have like a big a big bag with you. Yeah, and I'm just gonna do like the lucky dip thing. I'm gonna like reach down <laughs> the and grab bag. Yeah, the grab bag. Whatever comes out, we're gonna start with. 
Okay. Ooh, what is this? <laughs> you know what? I should be taking pictures of these while we do it. Okay. Whoa, this is this is quite the treat here. <laughs> if you want to hear, you can talk about it. Okay. Uh, this These are some, like, uh, dairy-free pralines. They're, like, caramel, caramel-filled chocolates, bite-sized chocolate. They're by a company called Moo-Free. Um, I did a review um, a few months ago saying hands down the best vegan milk chocolate anywhere in the world and they actually used my quote in a magazine advert. Oh, that's right. I saw that. That was just recently, right? Yeah, and they really are. And I've actually got a few of their products tonight um, that I got because they're so amazing and I just couldn't uh, let you leave the UK um, without trying. What are we waiting for? Let's untie this ribbon here. (laughs) Okay, so these are really cute and they come in a little box. And if I can get it open. Okay, so try one. Okay. Gladly. And they've got like a soft filling. And they are actually like heaven, like vegan heaven. Sean, I haven't had anything like this in a very, very long time. What do they use for... Because it's kind of like a milk chocolatey... Well, do we want to read the ingredients? We can... Take a little peek. Okay, they've got the uh, vegan society symbol mm-hmm. on them. Um, let's have a look. Sugar, surprise, surprise, hazelnuts, uh, cocoa butter, rice powder, cocoa mass, walnut oil, um, sunflower oil. Yeah, so basically sugar and hazelnuts. It's like it's so traditional, good. Traditional pralines are made, I think. That's so good. Have another one then. Yeah, one more, and then we got to move on to the next one. And the presentation is just dynamite. They're actually a really good gift to give mm-hmm. to people. And you oh can, my god, that was so good. You could probably, um, these are sold online. Uh, you can buy them online through the Moo Free Chocolates website. You could probably get them shipped all around the world. But actually now, I think these are being sold in Australia. Um, some places in the US might have them. They're all through Europe. So yeah, people should look out for them. Do you know, and they have a website? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it is, but if people search for Moo Free Chocolate... Moo Free Chocolate. It right. actually might be moofreechocolates.co.uk. So they are based out here? Yeah. They're wow, that was... Oh, my God, that's exceptional. Amazing. <laughs> right, should we move on? Yes. I've still got a mouthful of, like, that's... hazelnut. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Okay. How can How can we possibly go further beyond that. Well, I must warn you that now that I think of it, maybe about, I've got about 12 snacks and I think 11 of them are sugar-based. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Except this one. Okay. This is, these are my favorite decadent uh, treat, but they are really, really bad for you. Oh, they're really bad for yeah. you? They're called Bacon Krispies. Um, bacon crispies. Bacon crispies, and they're like a, they're like a corn, well, kind of like a corn-based snack, but I don't know if they've got any corn in them. And they're bacon-flavored, but as you can see, they've got a little V that says vegan, yeah, vegan on the top. Wow. And these are from the local grocery store. Uh, it's like a chain of grocery supermarkets called Sainsbury's, mm. and they're really great with labeling what is vegan. I was just gonna say because normally, you know. Grocery stores, if they have their own products, or whatever, <laughs> like how you open the bag and smelled it. Well, it's, it's, it's one of these smells. I'm like, gonna let you smell, right, right. smell it. Oh my god, <laughs> that does not smell vegan. Um, but yeah, the, for them to put on the label that they are that it is vegan is yeah. very impressive. And I wish that there were more places that would do that, like in the U.S. or any, you know, everywhere, because that's the biggest. Pro- I wish that actually it would be on the front. Is there any notification uh, on the no, front? They used to be on the front, but they've moved this one to the back. So how did you hear about these? <laughs> I've been eating these for years. Um, uh, grab one. Grab one. Grab one. Eat them. They are. They actually say maize snacks, but I don't know how much corn they've got in them. And they actually, if you look at the color of them, they've got little bacon They're, colored ribs down yeah, the middle of them. Yeah. That's very good. It's it's a little lighter than I was expecting. Yeah. Well, not after you eat a whole bag, which I usually right. do. Yeah. I think that I'm gonna have one more, and then we're gonna okay. call it quits on these. Right. Um, yeah, they're very uh, savory-based, but um, I love them. They're very dangerous, though. Like, if I get a packet, I just don't stop eating. I just go and go and go. Right. I'm going to get a picture with all of our snacks once we're uh, 
once we're through with the next ten. Oh my god, you brought this many. What's next? I do have some healthy things actually. Um, Okay. There's just like a banana. Okay, this company is called Bear, and they make really super healthy snacks. Uh, These are granola nibbles. And they're just 100% uh, grains and fruits. Huh. I, I bought another one of their products, which is like a fruit roll-up as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are great, and they've got a really cute little disclaimer on the back that says, no bears were harmed, perfectly suitable for vegans. That's nice. And I really like the design for the whole thing, too. Yeah, it's, it's very stylized. It's really cute. And they've got quite a range of uh, these granola bites and fruit roll-ups. So I'll open these up. And um, they sell these everywhere. I mean, even if you go to Kew Gardens, uh, the big botanic gardens in London, the cafes there sell these. Oh, that's great. Um, and these are, like, very small bites, so you need to, like, I don't know, maybe put them in your hand or grab some out. But these are cocoa cherry pie flavor, granola bites. Exactly as advertised. Yes, <laughs> and they're a great snack on the run. Absolutely, yeah. They kind of taste like toasted muesli, you know, like you no, could, no, no. you don't think. Well, toasted what? Muesli, like you know, like oats and toasted oats. Okay, I've just never heard it. Called oh, that. you've never heard it called that? Maybe it's a UK thing. Maybe it's maybe an Australian it's just, thing. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're originally from Australia. Yes. Hey, what's the Australian vegan scene like? Well, I'll be careful because I don't want to upset anyone, but it's um certainly not as varied as the UK or the US. But there, but there is one. There oh, is. definitely. And there are vegan restaurants um, in Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne. Uh, there are vegan events. There are vegan communities. It's great. But, I mean, Australia is a very big place with not a lot of people, so it's hard to get anything up and running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually um, I worked on the show Whale Wars. I don't know if you've seen that. And yeah. it's a lot of Australian crew members on the Sea Shepherd ships, and a lot of them are very militant vegans. So yeah. there must be, I knew there must be some sort of scene, but I just wasn't sure what it was like or what the big areas were. So Yeah, I would say Sydney and Melbourne are, are the biggest places. And where, and where are you from originally? Brisbane. Okay, so not one of the vegan hotspots. No, it's uh, it, it's got a couple of vegan restaurants now, but it's still a little bit behind. It'll get there. Hopefully, it'll get there. There's there's plenty of time. All right, what do we got next? Okay, so that was very good. We've done with the granola. <laughs> I mean, there are so many. We're gonna only probably eat a little bit of each one. Um, let's see what's next. I'm reached down. Okay, back to the, <laughs> back to the sweet stuff. Uh, this company is called Goody Good Stuff. Man, how did they come up with that name? I know, it's great, right? Very original. <laughs> um, they make, like, fruit jellies. Oh, yeah, These yeah, are yeah. cola bottles, uh, vegan cola bottles. Mm-hmm. So they're like fruit, um, fruit-flavored sweets, chewy. Um, they're great. You can buy them in most uh, health food stores or independent health food retailers. So they're in health food stores, but they're not necessarily healthy, unless there's something that... I'm overlooking here. No, I think I'm pretty much uh, pretty sure they're just sugar. I mean, yeah, glucose syrup and sugar are the first yep. ingredients. But I haven't had anything like this since I was a little kid. Well, what really I love good. about these is that really ridiculous. How do they call it? Cola flavored. Kind right. Of thing, yeah. But yeah, yeah. buy into it still. It's like they, they're shaped like cola bottles, and the bottom half is dark, like they've got cola in them. And they're covered in sugar. It's food magic. Yeah, they do like um, a range of flavors. Not all of them used to be vegan, but I think the company is changing to be completely vegan now. But they label their stuff. Oh, yeah, I see on the top that it says naturally veg- no, naturally delicious, but there's a little vegetarian logo. Yeah, and um, but they're changing to be completely vegan. They're at all the vegan shows and expos um, selling their stuff. And I have to start going to those. I've never been to one. I need to go. Um, they're great. Also, these goody good stuff, uh, Miss Cupcake, the vegan cupcake baker in Brixton, mm-hmm. they use a lot of these on their toppings, like to put on top of the Good move. Flavors. Good yeah. move. Okay, so they're quite nice. Um, I want to eat more of everything, but I'm really worried that I'm not going to fit it all in, uh, especially since we just Well, we don't meal. have to eat everything. We can just, you know, display and okay. uh, talk about it a little bit. Because I want to know what you like to snack on when you have the opportunity. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, we'll go back with Okay, this so this is the bear. This again. is the bear company again, but these are the, they call them their fruit yo-yos. So they're like roll-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, is that what you call them in the States? Yeah, sure. Roll-ups. 
Um, is it kind of like a fruit leather kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, totally. And I mean, this the ingredients, just apples, pears, sweet potato extract, natural raspberry flavor, and absolutely nothing else. <laughs> um, That's they're, great. They're really great. You don't have to open it if oh, you Oh, no, don't. no, no. Okay. I think we should try everything. Okay. We'll try a little <laughs> bit of everything. Wow, you changed okay. so quick. Oh, I see you how wanna, this works. Do you want some of that? Yeah, or? let's just... Oh, yeah, this is more of like a fruit leather rather than like yeah. the typical like thin yeah. candy kind of stuff. I mean, this is healthy. This is sure. just fruit and vegetable-based. It's There's just a no... different way of you know, presenting mm. fruit leather. But they taste like raspberry. Mm-hmm. And, um... Um, there's no added sugar. But they have these really cute collector cards inside. Oh, my God. What? Um, I don't know how many there are, but this one is Bat Family, and it's Bernard, and he's got big ears. And they have, like, little facts for children on the back, or for big kids like me. <laughs> uh, bear fact number 44, children grow faster in springtime than at any other time of the year. Uh, bear fact 106, a spider has transparent blood. And so these are fun, and you can collect huh. them. And uh, you can go on and, like, they have, like, an online website where kids can go on and find out about these creatures that are on the trading cards. That's really cool. That's a great thing. That they it is fun. Okay, so let's put the bear stuff together <laughs> over here. Okay, let's see what else I've got down here. <laughs> you really um, went up way above and beyond. But this is great because these are things that I wouldn't be able to find normally, and the majority of... of people who listen to this podcast are in the United States and probably don't know about a lot of this stuff. So this one says dairy-free, first and foremost. First and, f- and it's from the fabulous Free From Factory. Um, that's a really big term over here, and I don't think it is in the States, but when stuff is like dairy-free or wheat-free, it's it's labeled free from, like it's free from yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it is that it hasn't got. It's a big, uh, a big term over here. Now, these are owned. This is a bit of a... So these are... They're dairy-free... Oh, dairy-free uh, chocolate-covered raisins. Cho- but it's chocolate-covered raisins. Yeah, chocolate-covered. <laughs> cho- or chocolate-covered. Chocolate-covered. Yeah, those are two words that I don't know if they need to be combined, but they yeah. did it anyway, and I applaud them for that. Um, but this, these are owned by... Um, you know Heather Mills? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she owns Redwood Food Company. She used to be right. married to Paul McCartney. Uh, she took a lot of his money. Um, but, you know, good for her. Well, I mean, uh, it seems like... It. So she, she plays... A part in this? She owns this company. She owns this company, so yeah. at least she's doing something yeah. good with the money. Well, that's right. She bought this vegan factory. They make um, all the Redwood foods, like the fake roast, the turkey slices, the bacon, uh, amazing stuff. They've got new um, dairy-free uh, yogurt desserts, but they've also owned this company, which makes fudge, coconut ice, and these, which are amazing, oh. these chocolate-covered raisins, or chocolate Chop covered raisins. So you got to try some of these. Now these are the sort of things that you won't be able to stop eating. All they're right. they're amazing. All right, that's oh, that's <laughs> more than enough right there. All right. That's very good. Again, something that I haven't had in a very long time. It's like a movie theater snack. Yeah. And um, it says on the packet, scrummy, yummy, juicy, rolly raisins. So how can you go wrong with that? It's tr- so true. The packaging is also, it seems, it's more old-fashioned looking than some of the others, like the colors that they use. Yeah, it's kind of like, like orange, brown. It makes you think of an old sweet shop, mm-hmm. uh, like, a, like a candy store. Um, and I think that's the whole, the angle of the confectionery side of the company. You know, they've got like an old-fashioned baker on their, on their logo. Um, but so bit- that's not supposed to be Heather Mills on there? No. I don't think so. It could be now. It could have changed. <laughs> she, uh, I don't know. She does keep a low profile these days. I think she got sick of being hounded in the press. Who could blame her? You know, they were yeah. calling her a gold digger, made fun right. of her. I mean, she went on Dancing with the Stars. It can, yeah, right? it can't be easy to be married to a beetle. Right. <laughs> but you know what? Anyone who, who owns a vegan food company is all right in my books. <laughs> I hear that. Okay. What do we got next? More what do we sugar. Got? More sugar. Um, from the same people that made the bacon crispies, oh, uh, Sainsbury's. Okay. So this is just that store? Yeah, it's just brand. a big grocery store, a supermarket. Um, it's their brand, and it's uh, it says on the back, vegetarian and vegan, and they're strawberry pencils. Huh. And they are really sugary, and they're delicious. Right. And they've got this bizarre, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but this bizarre soft filling in the middle. Um, try one. They're all like waxy and oh they're like long, red, waxy and slippery, and they've got this like white, like spongy filling in the middle, and they're like vegan candy, 
and I don't know how they do it. I've never had anything like this before, ever. I'm not sure if I want to know how they do it. <laughs> well, how do you even come up with this? No. They, they actually do another two ranges. They do uh, strawberry lances, which are like softer and just coated in sugar, and another one called strawberry or something else, and which are really thin. Um, and you, you, they usually sell them in like buy three for a pound, <laughs> uh, three packets for a pound, so you can get all three in one go. Um, they're really good for using on cake decorations because they're really pliable and but don't eat too many. I honestly, I've, I've eaten a packet of these before and I've not felt too well. <laughs> so we might just stop at one. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> they are delicious, though. <laughs> that was just a unique experience right there. <laughs> I like how you're measuring your response very carefully. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> if I was nine years old, I would love that. Uh-huh. I would go crazy over that. Right. Um, Twenty years later, I'm I'm more into the the moo freeze uh, <laughs> and the the bear stuff. Um, but everything so far has been exceptional, and and in some cases very unique. Ooh, so what do we have here? Okay, well, let's take it up a notch with... um. <laughs> take it up a notch. Well, this is a bit classier. We went with our uh, three-for-a-pound sweets over there. Let's go for these. They're a little bit more expensive, but they're dry kale chips. Oh, okay. And oh. Um, this is from a restaurant called Inspiral. It's, it's a, a restaurant? It's a vegan restaurant in Bar in Camden. And they are just like world leaders. They're just they, but they, why they are world leaders is because they sell all of this stuff abroad. And um, sorry, not abroad. They sell all of this stuff to health food stores all around the country. Uh, there's uh, granola bites. They do dried kale chips in many different flavors. They do raw cakes. Uh, tarts, tiramisu, vegan tiramisu, and they sell it um, to restaurants and cafes and health food stores all around the country. Mm-hmm. Now, this is their raw cacao or cocoa and cinnamon re- um, dehydrated kale chips. See, I'm glad that you brought in because we've had kale chips on the on the show before a couple of times. Yeah, but it's always been the more cheesy ones. Well, they so... do, they do a cheesy one as well. It's called a cheesy purple corn. They huh. do um, a wasabi flavor. Uh, they do another flavor that I can't recall it's, at the moment. It's it's really interesting to see the kind of flavors people are coming up with for kale chips. Yeah. It's going crazy. Okay. But never had any of them that are like cacao or Yeah, and cinnamon. cinnamon. So these are like a sweet... Um, right, I'll try not to crunch into the microphone. Okay, they are very crunchy. Mmm. That is dangerous. I could eat this entire thing in like a second. But the thing is, I mean, they're raw, they're vegan, they're dairy-free, they're wheat-free. Soy free for some people. That's a bonus. Um, they're amazing. Yeah, I definitely do want to talk to somebody at some point. If you're listening, somebody out there who um, knows a lot about soy and whether I mean, because you hear both sides of it, where it could be a, a bad thing for you. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's just in safe quantities, it's fine, but too much is a bad thing. So, yeah. love to have somebody on who could really talk more about that. Yeah, and I think, um, well, my personal opinion is anything in moderation that's, should be okay for you. That's how I feel about soy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, these um, are delicious, and you can really taste the cashew nuts in them as well. Um, mm-hmm. But once again, it has um, pure coconut palm sugar, so I don't know if that's a problem for some vegans. You know, palm sugar right, doesn't come right, from where right, palm right. oil comes from. But... Um, I mean, I love these. These are, like, one of my favorite snacks, and I don't feel bad eating them because they're kind of healthy. There are worse things that you could be doing for yourself, like the strawberry pencils. Um, Yeah, I'm going (laughs) to steer clear from them. You can take them on your next journey. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Let's see what else we got. There's my umbrella. An umbrella in England? Yeah, strange, yeah, right? Uh, you saw how this, the air just happens to be wet outside. You know, yeah. You know, it's funny is when I was packing to come out here, I was like, oh, I don't have an umbrella. I need to get an umbrella. And I couldn't find one anywhere. I could not find an umbrella. Uh-huh. And it's just because you don't need them, especially this time of year in, in L.A., people don't carry them because no one's going to buy them. But you notice when it was raining outside here, a lot of people are just walking out around without it was, umbrellas. It was fine. I mean, yeah. you just get used to it. It rains on and off, you just keep walking. Right. Um, 
We're going back to savory. Now, I'm yeah, sorry, we're getting this? full, but we're going to have to eat this whole thing because once you open it, you can't save <laughs> okay, it. Okay, all right. So we'll, we'll split it. Space bar. It's got a space bar, and it's chorizo, like kind Whoa. of like jerky. It's like a jerky, yeah. And it is phenomenal. This is probably my favorite snack food in the UK. Is this is this the last one that we have? No. Okay, Should do you want to save this for last? last? Okay. Let's we'll save that one for last. We'll tease ourselves. With. Okay. <laughs> we'll, get back, we'll get back to space bar. Oh, geez. Okay, well, let's go back to sugar then. Oh, sugar. Um, you know, we had the Moo Free um, pralines before in the Pretty Box. How could I forget? Which were amazing. This is a new product from that company, and they're called Mini Moo's. So they're like three mini bars of chocolate in one box. But these are vegan honeycomb backed. And I'll show you what I mean. And they are, you just won't believe it. It's just like, this what? is like, uh, what? This is like someone's having a joke with you, and then they say, haha, it's not real, but this is real. Because they're like mini blocks of their amazing chocolate. Uh-huh. And it's, um, it's kind of like cinder toffee. I don't know if you have that in the States, but it's just made from sugar, not honey. Right. So it's vegan honeycomb. And we'll try some of this. They, they look like they're in breakable squares, so that'll make well, it Well, yeah. Easier. I don't know how I get this open. I haven't had one in a while. Um, but they also do uh, a, a mini moo backed with uh, raisins or sultanas, uh-huh. and they also do like just a plain chocolate one as well, with no no backing on it at all. I really like their the, the packaging for everything. Maybe it's just because I'm not used to it. It's very uh, creative. Yeah. Lots of lots of little animals. Yeah, they're vegans and animals. Oh, here we go. There you go. Try that one. Oh. Uh, this is amazing. Best chocolate company in the world. Wow. <laughs> wow, that is incredible. And so this is also from Moo Free. So, Moo Free. Um, yeah, if you just do a search online for Moo Free, yep. you'll at least be able to find out where you can get it, and hopefully you'll be able to send, ship it wherever. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure there are, um, even if it's not Moo Free, there's another chocolate company that they uh, recommend, and they have a link on their website that ships around the UK and Europe. I'm not sure about further abroad. Well, that's great. Right. Whatever they can do, send it wherever. So that's good, right? It's like really tasty. It's like delicious. All of their products are amazing. Mm-hmm. Which brings me oh. to another Moo-Free oh my God. product. We're having a sugar overload here. <laughs> um, we're, we're eating just a tiny bit of everything. Like in the States, do is it a big thing? Like I remember when I was a kid in Australia, fruit and nut blocks of chocolate so okay do, do you have that in the states yeah a little bit okay so it's it's like maybe like uh hazelnuts and uh sultanas or raisins in set in a block of chocolate oh inside of a block of, you know what i haven't i don't see a lot of that okay well it's kind of a big thing here in the uk and also where i'm from in australia so move free have brought out this block and it's like a big block of chocolate, like candy, chocolate. Uh-oh, it's broken. Uh, we broke it. We <laughs> eat that part. <laughs> but embedded in the oh, back. Oh, yeah, I uh, see. I don't, I don't really see anything like this normally. Um, but these are also cranberries and hazelnuts. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so like on the on one side, it's just like a smooth kind of chocolate bar. On the other side, yeah. it's got the raised like nuts and fruit, yeah, the like dried fruits. Yeah, embedded in the back. Um, this is really tasty, and they also in these bigger blocks. Really, is it tasty? It is delicious, <laughs> and in the back, uh, in the other blocks, they have banana chip uh, embedded, and what else? Um, oh, uh, like toasted hazelnuts, I think maybe as okay. well. Another block, um, but struggling to get it open here. I think I'm weak from sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Does that work? (laughs) Sure. Um, Uh, Here. How will we get this open? There's got to be some sort of method behind this. Right. You would think, I eat these like every other week, you'd think I've worked out a strategy for getting them open, right? Maybe you just get so excited about them, you just go for the plastic also. Yeah. I might have a key. I do have a key if you want to. Here, if you want to try to work with that. Good old American keys to open up this. You know, we could be really sensible and say, you know what, we can just skip the next snack. No, no, no. That that was never an option. That will never be an option. Really? I don't think. Oh, there we go. Yeah. 
Good old keys from the USA. Well, there you go. Are they made in the US? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, try that. Fine. Here, I get it. Oh, this whole thing? Yeah, All right. <laughs> mm. But the moon-free chocolate is really... I mean, the chocolate is what's... It's, like, amazing. It's, um... It's, it tastes like milk chocolate. It really does. But this doesn't have any, like, rice milk or anything like that in it. Um, because... It's got rice powder. Oh, so then maybe that's probably what it does. Because in um, the Go Max Go candy bars, mm -hmm. those use a rice milk chocolate. Mm -hmm. And it's it's similar to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, these are great. Um, definitely the best chocolate in the UK, probably the world, I think. And I've eaten a lot of chocolate. And what, what's your what's your quote for them? Hands down, the best milk-free chocolate in the world. There you go. <laughs> Tell me why that. It's something that you actually do say. Yes. And um, I don't know. I'm kind of torn between them and Go Max Go because Go Max Go, like, I proposed to them the other week on Twitter because I love <laughs> them so much. I like want to marry the company. But you know, these are here and now, so they're kind of like Go Max Go is my sort of um, summer fling when I go on sure. vacation. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I'd love to get in touch with the Move Free people and talk to them more about their company. Okay. Because the, the Go Max Go people are just so friendly. I have to imagine that all candy bar makers are just amazing. Vegan candy bar makers. Now, I'm sure I've seen these for sale in Whole Foods in the States. I've never seen these. These are organic. Oh, I think I may have seen these. Uh, veggie Bears gelatin-free fruit jellies. Right, so exactly what it says, they're in the shape of little bears, which is cute. Um, as we were saying, vegans love their animals. <laughs> we like to eat uh, food shaped like animals, but just not made of animals. <laughs> the shape is not what bothers me. <laughs> okay, so these are... Uh, they won an organic food award in 2000. So they're just fruit flavored, I think. Let's check out... Well, I hope they're just fruit. They're not like bear flavored or anything. Well, they've got uh, cane sugar, corn syrup. <laughs> but then they both. Oh, that's good. Yeah, they are good, but they're not overwhelming. They're not like um, the move free. No, it's not like super sugar all over the place. No. But they're nice. They're. They're, these are another oh, thing, like, these. they're kind of like uh, the sort of candy you'd take into the cinema, like the, the raisins. Exactly. A lot of good um, movie theater candy here. Yeah. Um, but it's very rare that I buy these. Like, I haven't bought these in about six months. Uh, it's a special treat for your visit. <laughs> a special treat. Yeah. That's uh, excellent. All right. Is there anything else in the bag, or is it well, time? Um, oh, let me geez. see. I think it might be everything. I do... I did buy this, but it's for you to take away not and eat later in your room when you're by yourself and can't believe you're on the other side of the world. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Uh, we were talking about Inspiral, who make the kale chips. What is this? And they've, um, they make this uh, scrumptious vegan peanut butter creme tart. Sean, you didn't um, have to. So if you eat that, it should be okay out of the... Uh, like, I just got it in Whole Foods around here at Piccadilly Circus. Um, so eat that later. And will. Uh, their cakes are amazing. Just delicious. Okay. Thank you so much. That's, That's great. Okay. But that brings us to the final. That brings product. us to the space bar. All right. So this is the vegan air cured snack based on organic wheat protein. All right. And this company, uh, Wheaty. Um, they, they make the most amazing range of vegan meats like you wouldn't even believe they were at the vegan uh, veg fest the vegan fair in Bristol and uh, they actually had a big you know when you have like the meat of a kebab on a spike going around oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they had their like meat. a shawarma yeah like massive oh really and they were like carving off slices oh, and doing wraps and kebabs. I think there was a place like that in the Los Angeles area I could be mistaken that had that yeah and uh, but I, I wasn't able to make it there before it closed forever, okay. uh, but yeah, let's let's do it. Okay, well these these are um, mind blowing, and the whole range, everything these people make, they do like um, like big chorizo grilling sausages that you can like grill up and put in hot dogs. Um, right, right, right. Just stunning, stunning meat substitutes and. Uh, they're actually from mainland Europe. They're, um, I think, maybe a German company. I apologize, Weedy, if I got that wrong. But um, so they're imported into 
Now I have to squeeze this out. They're imported into the UK. <laughs> it's a bit weird looking, right? Yeah, but br- break off. We're going to have to eat the whole thing because it doesn't. Um... Break off. <laughs> oh, oh, there I you got most of it. Do you oh, eat it? Geez. I've eaten plenty of these in my time, but it's like a, a jerky stick. It's like a, a fatter and slim jim. I don't know if you have those out here. No. They're these really disgusting beef jerky snacks mm-hmm. that a wrestler endorses. Now, I don't know if we want that wrapper on our table of snacks because it's kind of disgusting looking once <laughs> the sausage comes out of it. <laughs> That's very good, though. Mm. Very tasty. I have some friends who are omnivorous, and they always try to bring up the argument about vegan meats, and it's like, what's the point if it's just going to be like replicating a meat? Mm-hmm. But to me, this feels like it's more like inspired by. Yeah. You know, it's not replicating. It's not like instead of that beef jerky, you should have this one. Yeah. It's like, hey, you're vegan. If you like something that's kind of spicy and yeah, kind of like a, I don't know, like a dense, fluffy texture. I don't know how to. How and to I, you know, I don't really have a problem with meat substitutes looking like meat or replicating meat. People are socialized, and they have been for thousands of years to think they want to eat meat. So anything that can help someone go vegan and feel comfortable about it. I think they're great for people who are transitioning and need something to convince them that it's, you know, that they don't have to change a lot of what they do. But also there are lots of cultural um, reasons why people eat meat. Uh, You might come from uh, a family background or heritage that uh, meat is a big part of your diet and you don't want to miss out on that sensation of sitting down to a meal um, you know there are lots of reasons why people do it um, also uh, religious reasons I mean uh, fake meat products are huge for Jewish people mm-hmm. you know like you don't want to mix your meat and your dairy so you have a meat substitute instead with the meal or have meat and dairy substitutes yes exactly <laughs> well saying that there is an amazing probably one of the best kosher soup markets I've been in the world in North London called Kosher Kingdom mm-hmm. and they have all the entire it's the only place in the UK that has the Tofurky range um, oh really that's yeah. not as common out here no it's Just very it's place. very rare and um, you might get them here and there but they've got like a whole range of the bratwurst sausages the, they've also got all the tofuti stuff like Sour Supreme uh-huh. it's a really great uh, shopping center and anyone in the UK well, who's looking to it, stock up should yeah, go there yeah let's hope that it expands even further and people can carry the Tofurky and Tofuti stuff. No, yeah, for sure. Uh, although, it looks like you guys have plenty of your own. We're not going hungry. No, not at all. Um, Is there anything you want to try again? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not while we're recording. Uh, everything was so amazing, though, and I want to thank you so much for sharing all this with me. That's again, it's my pleasure. I mean, I love to eat. It's my whole uh, shtick, you know, I'm the fat gay vegan. Yeah, but I have to let everybody know, you're really not fat. I am fat. It's, <laughs> it's my right to identify as fat if I want to. All right. But, you know, when people, at least when I hear the word fat, I think someone who's unhealthy looking. You don't look unhealthy. Well, you know, I wanted to, part of the reason why I called my blog Fat Gay Vegan was to take some of the words that people have used in a negative way and turn right. it on its head. You know, sure, what? Sure. fat, so what? Fat people are fat. Vegan, yeah. Well, you know, people like talk smack about me being vegan. They talk smack about me being gay. You know, it's like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use it. And it's kind of self-deprecating, but it's like empowering. Well, I mean, you're you're embracing the three things about your life that people probably take notice upon the most. Yeah, or have used against me, or I felt kind of like I don't like belong in some way because of it. It's funny though because when I've mentioned to people like, oh yeah, I'm going out to England and I'm going to be talking with this guy goes by Fat Gay Vegan. Everybody loves it. Yeah, and it's like that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Well, and you know, I, I I recently passed I think three thousand followers on Twitter. And I think a lot of people follow me just because of the name. I'm not probably sure what I do. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I've been following you for quite a while, but, I mean, Quarry Girl, who I'm positive we talked about on the show many times, Yes. Uh, she is just a great connector of people in the vegan community. And she's communicated with you and talked about you so much that it was like, oh, this is definitely somebody I should probably know about. Yeah. And when I did a little bit of homework, I was like, oh, he organizes these events and all this other stuff. And as soon as I knew that I was going to be coming out and going to possibly be in England for a few hours, I was like, well, I know one person that I want to get in touch with. And yeah. uh, I want to thank you for meeting up with me That's and fine. sharing and you know, these next We, we expect you to come back in uh, July 2013 for the London Vegan Beer 
a fest. So, so, okay, so that's happening. Definitely 100% happening. All right, so have, how much prep have you done for that so far? Well, it's still a ways away. Yeah, it's a year away, but I'm in talks with the venue. Like, even as of today, there were conversations going on. We're 99% sure of the venue, but it's a secret at the moment. And it's going to be amazing. There's going to be vegan breweries from all over the UK coming to sell. We're hopefully have, Freedom Brewery? Um, yes, uh, hopefully. Um, mm-hmm. Hello, Freedom again. <laughs> and uh, vegan food stalls like Miss Cupcake, Vegan Peasant. Uh, you know, uh, there's a something fishy it's a uh, vegan fish and chip truck that's really funny because somebody was even saying to me like oh what do you eat up there like vegan fish and chips do they even have that and mm-hmm. I was like oh probably yeah they so. do if you go to the loving hut in um, Edgeware uh-huh. they do the most killer fish and chips it's stunning well I'll remember that for my next trip for yeah. sure and um, you know next time I come back uh, you come back things uh-huh. will be a bit different I'm actually starting a vegan PR company really yes oh that's that's amazing I have seen like I've heard of like a few people who kind of do that, but it yeah. doesn't. I don't know if I really buy into what they're doing. So yeah, well, I'm gonna, That's I'm gonna, great. I'm gonna still do the school teaching gig uh-huh. on the side. On um, the side, <laughs> you know. But I need to. Uh, it, I've got to take it somewhere because these events are getting huge. I'm, you know, constantly contacted by companies, and yeah, I'm gonna, I'm turning it into like an events and social media PR company. Well, when that gets up and running, and then once we're getting closer for the the UK Vegan Beer Fest, what are you going to call it? Is that what you're going to call it? Uh, London Vegan Beer Fest. London Vegan Beer Fest, then I'll have to come on out again and talk to you again about that stuff. But in the meantime, uh, we will be Twitter comrades and... uh, we will be sh- we'll have shared your wonderful snacks with uh, the whole world. Yes, I'm very glad. And, um, you know, if I can do anything for the world, it's to um, get them to eat more vegan junk food. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's, hey, this is, it's all about the snacks. They don't always have to be healthy. Um, but I, I'm, I'm glad that we can explore both ends of the spectrum. Yes. Uh, but thank you so much, Sean. And also thank you very much to Tibbetts, who is hosting us right now as, a, as our venue. Um, but they're right in Piccadilly. And uh, yeah, right off Regent Street. And they are an amazing place to come. Vegan food and vegan drinks. As soon as I walked in, I was like, this place is really chill. I like yeah. it a lot. Uh, the atmosphere is great. And the people are also friendly here. Oh, they're lovely. It's like my home away from home. Uh, (laughs) All right, Sean. Well, thank you so much for doing this. And, uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to go eat this scrumptious vegan peanut butter cream tart that you brought me. Enjoy it. Uh, Thank you. Thanks again. And thanks for everybody for listening.